Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services, offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. If you need to buy something, sell something, or whatever you want to do on Fiverr, just go to bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr today to get your gig or to put your gig on Fiverr and help support the program as well. That is bit.ly slash GOP J-O-S-H Fiverr F-I-V-E-R-R. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. You're listening to the voice of the future. Fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. is showing us that having a gas stove in a small apartment, especially with bad ventilation, it's like having an, a car idling there. And if you have wow. young kids, it can affect cognitive abilities and in, as well as asthma. So that first clip in the introduction today of the program will probably be that that first Reagan quote for those of you who hop in as soon as we begin the program at 606 on our affiliate radio stations. Um, you're going to hear that clip and you're going to go, um, what? I mean, I mean, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We know that. But now we have people on CNN talking about how we need to ban gas stoves and how gas stoves are the reason we have child asthma. I'm going to play that full clip again. It's like 13 seconds. You know, the science is showing us that having a gas stove in a small apartment, especially with bad ventilation, it's like having an, a car idling there. And if you have wow. young kids, it can affect cognitive abilities and in, as well as asthma. So now we're supposed to believe that a gas stove that we use for hundreds and hundreds of years are, are the root for all of our problems. All right. Hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader on the Red Feature Radio Network. Honor and privilege to be with you all today. As always, on our Wednesday edition of the program, now I cannot set this in stone yet um, for, for a, uh, a play on words there, but as of now, we're supposed to have Roger Stone on the program Friday. Um, his guy is getting back with me, hopefully tonight, uh, at the after this program, and I'll let you know if we'll have him on Friday or not. So if we do, that'd be awesome, and please send in your questions for him. If we don't have him on uh, Friday, we'll have him on eventually. So go ahead and send on your questions to josh at gopjosh.com. 574-675-6747 is our phone number today, or always. And I want to do a little bit of an in memoriam, so to speak, right now, for the MAGA icon, Diamond from the group Diamond and Silk. Now, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to be one of those 
Oh, they were my best friends in the whole wide world. I, I, I wasn't very familiar with them. I knew of them. I watched some of their content, their interviews. But I wasn't like the, the, the biggest Diamond and Silk fan in the world. I just didn't have a lot of time to watch political content. I didn't have a lot of time to engage with that style of content. So so they weren't always my cup of tea. But that's not trying to disparage their legacy. They had a large fan base, a lot of friends, a lot of impact in the Trump movement. Uh, Diamond I, it has passed away. Her name was uh, Anethra Lynette Hardway. Uh, she passed away. We don't know why. We don't know what happened, but that's really none of our business. But but she has passed away. She has passed on. Her family is asking for prayers. Silk is asking for prayers. They also have a donation set up from Gives and Go slash Diamond and Silk. If you want to uh, support there, if you go to givesandgo.com slash campaigns, it's the first thing there. You can see it there. Raised over $66,000 for her. So rest in peace to her. And we are praying for her family here at Red Future Radio. She had a lot of impact, a lot of influence on our country's future, and a lot of influence on the Trump campaign and the Trump presidency. So we're praying for her um, for, for the at least the near future. I mean, I, I want to see what Silk does from here because they are a great team together. But we are praying for them here at Red Future Radio. All right, let's move on to something that... Um, is not happy to talk about. Today's episode is just not a happy episode, folks. I'm going to admit that right away. Egg prices. The prices of eggs. Uh, of the, the little thing that comes out of a chicken, you know. A, a natural byproduct of a chicken. Egg prices are raising. As some inflation... This is from Washington Post, by the way, so it's left-leaning. As some inflation-hiked food... Co- I read the Washington Post and narrate it so you don't have to. As some inflation-hiked food costs and supply chain woes have started to fall, eggs are one corner of the supermarket where prices have remained stubbornly high. Egg prices hit historic peaks ahead of the December holidays when egg demand was at its highest, but even slight decreases in recent weeks means shoppers in the United States started the new year facing far higher than average costs. In California, the priciest market, because California is the priciest with everything, um, the priciest market, shoppers were selling out a shelling out an average of $7.00 and 37 cents a dozen uh, for a dozen of eggs. So let, let's do some math here. Uh, that is approximately 61 cents an egg, folks. So if you go out and you go to a, a neighborhood farm, a neighborhood chicken, imagine every time you see a chicken out there, I believe every chicken lays one egg a day. It is 61 cents for that little byproduct of all those chickens out there. Uh, based on these store prices, obviously uh, local farms are, are cheaper, personal farms are cheaper. The egg industry is dealing with unresolved supply chain challenges kicked off by the coronavirus pandemic, including labor and building costs, as well as a devastating outbreak of highly pathologic avian influenza that began in February. The outbreak drove up the price of Thanksgiving turkeys in November, but its impact continues to ripple in the egg industry. According to the Agricultural Department, the flu has wiped out more than 44 million egg-laying hens, or roughly 4 to 5% of production. All right, here. Here is my proposal to Walmart, to Kroger, to... To, to uh, Whole Foods, whatever you want to call these people, the, the, these supermarkets that have these outrageous prices here. So if you're listening, uh, drive home from your day at work, these managers of these stores and the, the leaders of these stores, drive home from your day at work, right? Read that sign on the side of the road, because I, I, I don't know how it is in other parts of the state or even the country, but here in Ohio, you can't go a street without seeing a fresh farm fresh egg sign. And they'll usually have hundreds of dozens of eggs available. And go and say, hi, I'm with Kroger, or I'm with Walmart, or I'm with Whole Foods, or I'm with a, a local 
IGA grocery store, whatever it might be, and we are having trouble getting eggs that we can afford for our customers, would you be willing to set up shop outside of our store and, and sell eggs? That's the solution to the problem. Bringing the demand to the people, which obviously you can say these people can can drive out in the countryway, drive out in, in, in the, these parts of town where these signs are, and, and get them themselves. That's true. But also, the reason we have stores and not just small roadside shops everywhere is logistics, is just basic reasoning, is just basic lo- uh, logic behind it. So offer that. Stop selling eggs for a little bit. I mean, I'm sure markup on eggs aren't very tremendous. You have to price them kind of low to get them out of the door before they expire. So I don't imagine the the, the, the prices of them are insane to the, or uh, are low for the stores to get in. So just offer that and, and just close down your egg shop for a little bit. And if people complain they're farm fresh, okay, pay $11 a dozen then. But this shows a big problem, and I'm not trying to make it political. I'm not trying to say every problem that we face in the country is due to the Biden administration. But we see a war on farmers. We see a war on the people that feed us, the people that bring us the food, that, that, that sell us the food, that grow the food, that produce the food. We see a war on them from the Biden administration, from the left-wing party, from the Democratic Party. It seems every time they open their mouths. Whether it's solar panels taking over the land or subsidizing them in a worse way that hurts their profits. or I mean, farmers are working on very, very, very small margins. Any little regulation, any little in positive way to hurt to, to hurt them is going to physically and really hurt them and make them reconsider where they're going to do their business and where they're going to do everything in that aspect. So what you don't need to uh, what, what I'm sorry, what needs to not happen is we don't need to keep regulating, keep hurting the farmers even more when we have so many shortages, so many problems across our country when it comes to egg costs. So if you're trying to pay for eggs, I, I feel for you, friends. But um, remember that. When you go to the ballot box, and I know if you're listening to this program, I know if you're an avid, avid listener to the Conservative Crusader Radio program, you're not going to be voting Democrat at the ballot box, right? But remember that when you go to the ballot box, that it's $7 a dozen for eggs. Remember that. Right back after this. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. This is the Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader GOP Josh here in the studio. As always, on the Red Future Radio Network, if you are a business owner or a independent content creator, whatever you do, you need a logo, a voiceover, a video editor, whatever you might need, go to the number one marketplace for independent contractors and independent people doing work. That is Fiverr. Fiverr is the best way to get a good deal on good work. Everything I've seen through Fiverr has been a great job, a great work well done by someone who cares about what they do. Uh, bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr, bit.ly slash GOP J-O-S-H-F-I-V-E-R-R is the webpage for Fiverr to also support the program and get a great deal on your gig. Obviously, the gig's the same price, but you get a good deal on it, period, because it's not overpriced, not crazy priced, and you get what you pay for, and you, you do a good job. They do a great job over there at Fiverr.com. B-I-T-L-Y slash GOP Josh Fiverr to support the program. All right. The Biden administration is planning on banning gas stoves. You heard me right. The, the, the Biden administration is weighing a national nationwide ban on gas stoves that are propane stoves, things like that. The Biden administration is considering a nationwide ban on gas stoves, citing the harmful pollutants released by the, uh, the appliances 
according to a report. The Consumer Product Safety Commission is mulling the action after recent studies showed emissions from the devices can cause health and respiratory problems, Bloomberg reported Monday. This is a hidden hazard, uh, the commissioner of the CPSC told Richard Trimica Jr., told Bloomberg. Any option is on the table. Products that can't be made that can't be made safe can be banned. All right, folks. So I don't know how many of you out there have a, a an electric stove. I know I do. I also had a gas stove at one point in time, and just from just watching being cooked on it, and having food cooked on it, gas stoves cook a tremendously different way. And, and you can say, well, that's not a defense, Josh, for, for for polluting the economy, for hurting people, for polluting the environment, whatever. And I'm not one of those people that are pro-environmental uh, toxins being released everywhere with, with no regulation. That's not who I am at all. But I'm saying that we can't go out there and ban all gas stoves. And I guess in some aspects, the, the press secretary of the United States kind of agrees with me. Uh, Crane Jean-Pierre is her name. She is the gay, black, lesbian, transgender, she's not transgender, whatever she is, the, the, the virtue signaling press secretary, uh, 50 seconds. Um, a follow-up on the gas stoves and just a quick one on the president's op-ed today on social media. On the gas stoves question, Senate Democrats are calling for more regulations on gas stoves because they contribute to indoor air pollution. Is the president worried about the climate impact of a gas stove? So, look, again, I, the, when it comes to the question about safety or um, uh, or the effect of gas stove, that is not something that that we can speak to here at the White House. So I would refer you to the Consumer Product Safety Commission. Uh, and, uh, you know, the president does not support uh, banning gas stoves. And the Consumer Product Safety Commission, which is independent, uh, is not banning gas stoves. So I just want to be very clear on that. On that. Uh, and so, again, that's not that's not something that we can make from here about the safety of a gas stove. Uh, that's not something that the White House can can provide. So that's what she says, stuttering every other word. Um, but that's what they claim, right? The news and the facts change based on the minute, especially with Corinne Jean-Pierre uh, saying what she says. According to the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health, if you've ever heard of that outlet, more than 12% of childhood asthma cases can be attributed to gas stoves, according to a report published last month by that group. There's about 50 years of health studies showing that gas stoves are bad for our health and the strongest evidence is on children and children's asthma. Uh, Brady Seals from the Manager in the Carbon-Free Buildings Program, which is just sounds like a, a very bad lobbying group. Uh, the Carbon-Free Building Program had at the nonprofit Clean Energy Group, RMI, and the co-author of the study told Bloomberg, by having a gas connection, we are polluting the insides of our home. So, so we say get out of our... So, so okay. We have the left that goes and says every time something up, uh, brings up with, with, with lesbians or transgenders or anything like that, they say, get out of our pants. You have no right for our pants. You have no right for, for, for our privacy. When we mention that kids are being groomed, get out of our kids' lives. Get the federal government out of our kids' lives uh, because they're not grooming kids, obviously. But as soon as someone just says they want to cook with propane being burnt into a, a fuse and in a, in a fume and a... A, a flame, so they can cook on a flame. You are the worst person in American history. You want kids to die. You're the worst person ever. You want kids to die from asthma and not be able to breathe. And I mean, whatever. Okay, if we want to ban gas stoves, take Jill Biden's, take the White House uh, cooking room, the, 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 the kitchen from the White House, take their gas stoves, but they have them. So they say ventilation is really where the discussion should be rather than banning one particular type of technology. So what about gas heaters? What about the, these other problems that are caused? 
I'm telling you right now, folks, it's not just the gas stoves that cause the problems, okay? If it's, if it's actually polluting the air, it is heaters. It is other appliances that take uh, gas stoves. There's a lot of things that take gas. A lot of people run a lot of things with gas um, in their house. So if that's the problem, when do you, why do you draw the line at the stoves? Are you tired of people being able to cook well? The biggest thing is, and here's where we really have to draw the line as a Republican Party, is the biggest thing that we know the left wants to do is, is put us dependent on the government. Make us 110% dependent on the federal government for every single thing. For energy, for gas, for power, obviously. For, for, for everything, we need to be dependent on the federal government. For tax dollars, for, for, for food, for money, for credits, whatever they, want to, whatever they want it to be. If you have gas and you have propane in your house, that is one thing the federal government can't shut off. Because you have a tank in your backyard or you have a tank underground or whatever it might be. And you can't shut that off. And then you can go out and turn it. You can turn the nozzle back. They can stop you from getting your propane tank filled. That ain't going to work either. It's all about dependency. If there's health problems, people can make their own decisions. Just because some people might have diabetes doesn't mean every person takes a shot of insulin. Just because one person has migraines doesn't mean everyone takes a Tylenol. One size does not fit all. If I lived down in Florida and I was a, a common victim of the hurricanes and the natural disasters that strike Florida, I would not be a person lining up to get a, a, an electric stove because gas can run without electric. You can cook a gas din di uh, dinner, cook a meal on a gas stove and actually heat up using that same gas stove in your, in your house if you use it right without electric, without the structure set by the federal government with electric. What are your thoughts on this band? 574-675-6747-57. G-O-P-J-O-S-H-7. Um, all right. A little late for this now. Um, I, I don't have much to say about this, but the House Republicans file articles of impeachment against DHS Secretary Mayorkas. In the first week of the new GOP-led House, a Texas Republican has filed articles of impeachment against Homeland Security uh, Secretary Alexandria Mayorkas. Rep. Pat Fallon accused Mayorkas of high crimes and misdemeanors in his role of Homeland Security Secretary. The articles have been referred to the Judiciary Committee chaired by Jim Jordan, so he is the chair of that committee now. Also, I didn't bring this up in the episode notes, but uh, the House has formed a, ch a committee on China with all but 65 Democrats voting in favor, so that's a pretty good thing there. Um, 65, one of which was uh, Eric Swallow, I believe, if I, if I recall correctly. That man is just a, a, a coward. But they have filed articles of impeachment against, uh, against uh, Alexandria Mayorkas, which is good. The guy has failed at his job. He is the Department of Homeland Security Secretary, and he cannot protect the homeland. <laughs> I mean, he, he just does a, he's such a bad job at his job. Um, Fallon said Secretary Mayorkas' potential impeachment is not an accident. He has willfully advocated his duties as Secretary of the Homeland Security and actively misled Congress and the American people to make progress at our southern border. He must go. A spokesman for the uh, Department of Security said lawmakers can do better than point fingers at someone else. They should come to the table and work on solutions for our broken and outdated laws, which they have not updated in over 40 years. You know why? The one-party rule does not want to solve any problems. If they solve problems, people are going to stop voting. If they solve problems, people are going to stop funneling money to politicians. If they solve the problems, 
There is no reason for politics to be the big game reality TV show it is. If they solve the problems that everyone realizes is a problem, we wouldn't have the political atmosphere we have today. We can actually solve this by actually getting a start on our southern border crisis, and that starts with impeaching Alexandria Mayorkas. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Hey everyone, it's Joe P. Josh. We can only keep the Conservative Crusader podcast or or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash gopjosh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash the Conservative Crusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected. But anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the conservative crusader. This is the conservative crusader. If you like a nice brew, a nice cup of coffee in the morning, support the Samuel McGuire Show and Red Future Radio through that platform. Go to Blackout Coffee, B-L-A-C-K-O-U-T-C-O-F-F-E-E dot com slash T-S-M-S. Oh, that doesn't bring up anything. No, don't use slash T-S-M-S. Go to blackoutcoffee.com. Put what you want in your cart and, and purchase it and get ready to check out and put code T-S-M-S at checkout. That is T-S-M-S for the Samuel McGuire Show at blackoutcoffee.com. They have coffee. They have subscription programs. They have hot cocoa. They have tea. They have bundles and gifts. They have gear. They have merch. They have cups. They have everything you could imagine at blackoutcoffee.com. Use code T-S-M-S. Also, the Patreon page is ramping up. We are proud to uh, have a Patreon page and have your support through that. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash GOP Josh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot C-O-M slash G-O-P-J-O-S-H. House Democrats are planning legislation to allow the C-SPAN cameras free range in the chamber. So what happens is the rules package includes who can be in the chamber and who can photograph in the chamber and everything like that. That that happens. Um, that That's how it works. So while there were no rules, anyone could, could go in there and take uh, pictures and videos and anything from the camera. So C-SPAN brought in their cameras into the chamber. That's cool. That's a good thing, right? Um, when the rules came in, that was changed. When the rules came into effect, that changed. Uh, one feature, this is from a Democrat, one feature of the new Congress ma- uh, that made this debate so compelling was the fact that camera recording in the U.S. House of Representatives were freely to broadcast the full chamber during votes and debate and not merely the rostrum, well, and members recognized to speak. Pockin wrote in a Dear Colleague letter obtained by The Hill, I hope you will agree that uh, opening our deliberation to the full view of the American people is good for democracy and that you can join me in this endeavor. The good thing that C-SPAN did is they actually showed you the crowd. They showed who was there, who was in the room, who was voting, who was talking to who. And actually, I think kind of made this a more interesting thing. It was more into a, a film than it was just Carrie McCarthy. Jordan, McCarthy, Gates, Donald Trump. I mean, that that's all it would have been otherwise. But they were going around the room, showing who was meeting with who, who was doing what with who. It was entertaining. And there's no reason the, the full house chamber shouldn't be open to the American people. 
if you can't go there in person, if you can't go to the, the Capitol, I've never been to the Capitol, you should not be left out of the discussion, left out of, of what's going on in the chamber. And if you vote against it, I think you're actually pro hiding things in the chamber. Because they were willing to show every inch of that chamber, all the way from the back corner to the other corner to, to, the, to the speaker and the house clerk and everything else. They were showing every portion of it. And that scared the left and the right. So the House Democrat, his name is Mark Pokin from Wisconsin. Um, he is planning to propose legislation. Gates is doing the same thing. Uh, Matt Gates from Florida, the Republican. This is going to be in a, a pretty interesting debate to watch. And I hope they do, and I hope they bring their cameras in and show everything. It'd be epic. Very excited for that. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a good thing. Uh, kind of breaking news as of now. Congressman Mike Carey, my congressman in Ohio's 15th district, who won't come on the program. Come on, come on, Mike. I've emailed you many times. Please hop on the program. Uh, we'll be joining on the Ways and Means Committee, which is very important. Uh, Mike uh, Carey said, I am excited to work alongside Speaker Kevin McCarthy, Chairman Jason Smith, and our Republican majority as we develop tax, trade, health care, and many other solutions to lower costs for the American people and get our economy back on track. Earning a place in this prestigious committee is something I have worked very hard for, but it would not have been possible without your consistent support. Um, so, this is kind of an interesting discussion I've kind of been having with myself internally. Is Who are we going to run uh, for 2024 Senate? In Ohio. And I don't know if we'll see Mike Carey stay in the House. I don't know. No one has declared on any side besides uh, Sherrod Brown, of course, for that seat. I don't know if we're going to see Mike Carey stay in the House, stay in OH-15. I could very well see him. He's been making appearances all across the state. At, at most Trump rallies, he has a good standing with the former president. He has a good standing with the Republican uh, Party. He's bipartisan enough to win over some votes. He voted for the Respect for Marriage Act, uh, certain other bills in the House that I disapproved of, but he voted for. Um, I could see him paving a way for a U.S. Senate, at least an exploratory committee. And I don't know if that'd be a great idea for him. I don't know how much recognition he has out, outside of the state or outside of the, the, this uh, district. But I could see him possibly running for that seat. I mean, it's an open seat pretty much. I hope Brown is dead on arrival. He wouldn't require a lot of funding because he knew how to get around the district and campaign during both uh, his uh, past election. He hasn't been in Washington a long, a long time. The base doesn't see him as corrupted. I could see him possibly running for it and uh, getting that high in leadership with ways and means already is kind of making me think that a little more as we hop in. So uh, let, let's hop into this too. Uh, George Santos is supposedly a known liar and a, a, a big liar. He has admitted to lying about certain things of his biography. He is now a target of a new ethics complaint filed by two of his Democratic colleagues in the New York congressional delegation, Richie Torres and Daniel Goldman. In a letter to the House Ethics Committee on Tuesday, Torres and Goldman detailed discrepancies in Santos' biography, um, saying he misled voters about his ethnicity, his religion, his education, his employment, and, and professional history, among other things, and in his financial disclosure forms. The two Democrats described Santos' disclosure as a sparse and perplexing, noting that his public statements have uh, contracted, contradicted some of the information he'd given in the forums. So, George Santos is a politician. All right, folks, he is a someone who has lied time and time again. Uh, George Santos is a politician. I'm going to remind you all that. He does politician things like every other politician in American history has lied. 
They know if he loses his seat, he is three. We are three seats away because it will be go to a Democrat. It's an eight, a Biden plus eight district, by the way. This man, even though he was a liar, even though he lied to the to the the base, so to speak, he won a Biden plus eight, a Biden plus eight points congressional district in New York in the New York, uh, I believe it's Staten Island area. But we have Republicans because of our lack of support in Ohio who lose districts by double digits that are actually Republican leaning. Thanks, Bob Paduchik, who blocked me on Twitter. Um, okay, if you're a politician and you don't lie, you're a liar. I mean, your nose is growing. I don't think there's a, a single politician who has ever not told a lie. Maybe maybe George Washington. <laughs> I mean, that, that that's where we draw the line here. There is not a government in America if we exile every member of the House, every member of the Senate, every member of, of any chamber that has ever told a lie. If we did, we would not have a government because every single person would be exiled for lying in some way or another. Just because, I mean, I'm not excusing his lying and I wish he wouldn't have lied and I think he still would have won because he won pretty astoundingly. He would have still won had he not lied, but that's the decision he made. The voters still decided to vote for him after a local unknown paper, a smaller paper in the local media, reported on his lying. It, it wasn't an, a hidden story. The mainstream media didn't pick it up because they were too busy bragging on Jeremy Majewski, ragging on the good conservatives, that they weren't willing to report on George Santos, who was in a Biden 13 district, had no chance of winning, so they didn't care. He did win. Hey, look, let's break this story now and ruin his career. <clears throat> let's ruin his career and ruin the Republican majority. That was their goal. With breaking this story. So they're going to investigate him, whatever. Um, one Republican voted against the House Rules Package. We'll get into that, as well as Katie Porter running for the U.S. Senate in uh, Dianne Feinstein's seat. Uh, Katie Porter is a representative from California running in Dianne Feinstein's seat after this, as well as RNC Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel might be up for a tough fight for re-election. She is running against Harmeet Dillon and Mike Lindell to run for that seat. So we'll see if she uh, has to put up a fight. We'll see that pretty soon. I believe it's the 27th of this month. I, uh, protect, uh, please forgive me if I'm wrong in that aspect. But we'll see. Uh, southern states are starting to turn on her and say, hey, no confidence, no confidence, no confidence. We'll talk about that very well soon uh, later on the program. In the last segment here on the show, on the Red Future Radio Network, you're listening to the home for the voice of the future. That's right, folks. I said you're listening to the home for the voice of the future. The Red Future Radio Network, the Conservative Crusader GOP Josh, right back after this. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. This is the Conservative Crusader. Patreon.com slash GOP Josh for a rank on my Discord server if that interests you. Also, you can join it for free using the show notes down below to view that as well. So one Republican voted against the House Rules Package. Let's talk about this. I kind of went into it at the beginning of uh, Monday's show where Tony Gonzalez was going to vote against it because he's a rhino. Uh, Tony Gonzalez from Uvalde, Texas. 
Um, not Anthony Gonzalez. There's two different Gonzalez's, one of which is no longer in Congress. Thank you, Tony Gonzalez, for stepping down. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for stepping down, uh, Tony, uh, Anthony Gonzalez. Um, yeah, it, it's an honor to, to have you out of Congress. But <laughs> um, Tony Gonzalez, who is from Texas, Uvalde, I said, was the only Republican representative who voted against the House Rules Package on Monday which will govern how the GOP-controlled lower chamber will op- operate for the next two years if I can speak English tonight. The new rules approved that the 118th Congress will make it easier to remove the House Speaker, form new investigation committees, and make it harder to raise taxes and spend federal funds. Um, all 212 Democrat lawmakers voted against the motion, while 220 Republicans voted in favor of it. Uh, let's see why his excuse was. Rep. Tony Gonzalez said after voting no on the rules package, last week was chaotic and he thinks the motion to vacate provision seems like a bad idea. Tony Gonzalez, who let's see how long he have these served in Congress. Tony, let's Google it here. Tony Gonzalez, if I can type. Tony Gonzalez has served in Congress since a wrong Tony Gonzalez, uh, Texas. All right, let's fix that. Tony Gonzalez has served in Congress since... Um, and, of course, it doesn't have a Wikipedia pop-up. Why doesn't it have a Wikipedia pop-up? Come on now. Um, the Internet. Thank you very much. He's, he's been in there for four years. So he hasn't made it past the, the, the uh, introduction period. He's still technically kind of a freshman. He doesn't realize the one-vote motion to vacate. Um, let, let's see how old this is here. Because for those of you that don't know, the motion to vacate the chair was written by the Founding Fathers, in the founding of our country because they knew how power-hungry one person with a gavel could be. They were under the rule of King George for a long time. And that's why they fought for revolution. They threw the tea in the creek, in, in, in the Boston, uh, the river, whatever it was. I'm blanking now. And, and so they knew that one person with a lot of power could corrupt us, can corrupt society and become corrupt. So they said, we're going to put one, uh, one member can, of the House and say, hey, I don't want you in, in the speaker anymore and hold a vote. Nancy Pelosi didn't want to be taken down, so she took that out. It was her word. So now we have a Republican, Tony Gonzalez, saying, I'm not going to vote for this bill because uh, it doesn't look like a good idea. You're telling me here on the air right now that Tony Gonzalez is more smart and smarter and, and more important than, than Thomas Jefferson and knows what he's saying better than Thomas Jefferson. An actual founding father. I'm going to let that resonate for a minute. Tony Gonzalez, who is, um, doesn't even say how old he is on this page. He doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Uh, he is a younger man. He is 42 years old. He has six kids. I can guarantee you, I'm, I'm sure I can't guarantee you, but I'm sure one of them has been through American history class and his family. I'm sorry. If I'm telling you here that Tony Gonzalez, a 42-year-old from Campwood, Texas, and now based in the Uvalde area, is not smarter than Thomas Jefferson. I don't know. I'm just going to say. I, I mean, uh, come on now. Are, are you kidding me? I, I don't know if he doesn't know the history of it or not, but I'm sure there's at least one history teacher in the 434 members of Congress who can teach... Tony Gonzalez, where it came from. Teach Tony Gonzalez where the history of that motion to vacate came from. I know Lauren Boebert knows where it was and how it how it came to be. 
So if your only reason for voting against the Republican rules package is because of a a, a, a one-person motion to vacate, you should not be serving as a, Repu- a Republican in Congress. Republicans are the party of tradition or the party of history, the party of standing true to our word and standing true to what our founding fathers put in place. That's why we're so pro-Second Amendment, so pro-First Amendment. I've got here my copy that many people think I don't actually have, but I have it here. I'll, I'll, can you hear it? I don't know if you can hear it through the mic or not. Um, I just bumped the mic, so I'm sure you heard that. My Hillsdale College copy of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States. Um, I have it. I, I have it next to me. The reason why we fight for this document so much as Republicans because of the amount of history in this document. The amount of wisdom and, and just knowledge from when they fought and died for us. For our freedom that we have today. I almost want to play the first... I'm actually going to. I'm going to break the radio rules and play the first portion of the um, the, 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 the show here. I'm going to play the intro again. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. This feels wrong. <laughs> we didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. That is the intro to the show. And the reason I play that every day, and although it was Ronald Reagan and not a founding father, it is so true. It is really, I mean, the, the basis of our country, right? Is freedom. You can't have freedom if one person with a gavel has ultimate tyranny over the entire country. All right, I gotta move on, or I'm gonna run out of time here. I just wanna mention this really quick. Katie Porter is the first person to declare for the uh, California Senate race. Rep Katie Porter, she uh, is racist and she hates her staff and she's insulting. She fired someone because they caught COVID. Um, whatever. She's a very rude person, and so she's running for the U.S. Senate. We have like like a minute left in the program. Um, Southern states rebel against RNC chair. Let's see if we can get a list of states here. Arizona and Florida, both are some of them. Alabama, uh, Texas, many of them are calling on their members to vote for Harmeet Dillon or someone other than Ronna McDaniel because she has broken our party. She has ruined our party, ruined our country, ruined our... I mean, if you have the last name Romney, if you have the last name uh, Ronna Romney or the full name Ronna Romney or any name with Romney in it, get out of Republican politics. And we should have all of our members, all hands on deck, stopping Ronna Romney. I don't care if you're Alex, uh, Alex T., the new chair of the Ohio Republican Party, uh, Joanne Davidson, or the uh, Jim Dickey, I believe his name is, that are our representatives on the committee. Vote for your conscience. Vote for Harmeet Dillon. Vote for a Republican who can win. A Republican that has a backbone, a non-Romney Republican. Back Friday with a brand new episode, and stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader.